This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. I'm so excited because the Studio Spiders and the Studio Beetles are all back from vacation and ready to listen into the story. Okay, so I did gently tell them to go on vacation. I had to clean my studio. I mean, there were lots of broken teacups everywhere, and I just needed some time to get things in order. You know? Oh, new email. Okay. Dear Ria, thank you for encouraging us to go on vacation. Aw. We are re-energized and cannot wait to give you feedback on your story. Signed, The Studio Spiders and Beetles. Huh, they're really getting along, I see. Um, yes, I'm so looking forward to your feedback. I think you're going to love this one. Let's get right to it. It's called Under the Sea on the Sleep Submarine. Take it away, Adeline. Now remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine it with your mind any way you want to. Come on, let's go. Lambden yawned heavily. It had been a long day, and he was exhausted. He clumsily spread toothpaste on his toothbrush and went to work, lazily brushing as his mind replayed the events of the day. It was summer, and his camp had held a competition he'd been looking forward to for weeks. In teams of three, the campers had constructed their own shelters out of branches and moss. The camp counselors acted as judges and were tasked with selecting the sturdiest shelter. Lambden smirked and shook his head as he remembered the hours of work his team had put into building their little hut. There had been some disagreements. What do you think about Royal Palace of the Enchanted Earthworms for a name? I don't know. I was thinking we could name it. Lil slice of forest heaven. But in the end, the three of them were proud of what they'd built. They finished with a few minutes to spare before time was up. They stood around admiring their forest house, which they'd ended up naming Deer Hollow. Until a deer leapt out of the forest and landed on the roof of their shelter. There was a moment in which they all stared, open-mouthed, at the deer splayed across the little house, and the deer looked back, face full of embarrassment. It felt as if they might all be frozen there for eternity. Then there was a loud crunching sound as the roof of the shelter caved in, and the entire structure collapsed on the forest floor. The deer carefully plucked her hooves from the wreckage and stood, sheepishly, before them. I'm so sorry. Then she turned and leapt away into the trees. One of Lambden's teammates giggled. Well, it lived up to its name. A moment later, they heard the bell signaling the end of the competition. Lambden's team did not win. 
But it turned out that the winning team's prize was a night spent in their shelter. Lambden smiled to himself as he finished brushing his teeth. He was so glad that deer had come along. He couldn't possibly spend a night in the forest. He wouldn't have been able to take his nightly ride on the sleep train without the special button beneath his pillow. Lambden fluffed his wool a few times in the mirror and made his way out of the bathroom, yawning as he went, thrilled that in mere moments he'd be dropping into the sleep train tunnel and boarding the magical train designed to lull its passengers into a state of sleep tranquility. As he neared his bed, an enormous yawn overtook him, forcing his eyes shut. When he opened them, he let out a yelp. Yelp! There, on his pillow, was a small, brown, kind of creepy, but also kind of cute, bat. Hello, the bat said, suddenly more creepy than cute. Lambden had nothing against bats, per se, but it was perched on his pillow, and he did not want a bat on his pillow, And then he realized this must have something to do with the sleep train, and he felt a pit in his tummy. Um, hi. With great drama, the bat pulled a crinkled scroll of paper from beneath a wing and unfurled it. The paper spilled out over the end of the bed, and for a moment Lambden just stood there, blinking at this strange bat and its incredibly long scroll of paper. Ahem, the bat said, focusing his eyes on the scroll. Dear Lampdon, the bat began. It's Lambden, Lambden muttered. Ahem, the bat said again, shooting a look at Lambden. Dear Lampdon, We have sent this extremely handsome and charming and accomplished bat to inform you... Is that really written on there? Ahem. To inform you that the sleep train is out of service due to an infestation of... The bat leaned close to the scroll and squinted as if he could not make out the next word. An infestation of sloths drawn to the sleep train by... The bat leaned in again. Slumberous music. Slumberous music? Lambden chuckled lightly to himself, then frowned, realizing what this meant. Ahem, you are invited to board the sleep cruise this evening. This... Incredibly talented and funny and exceedingly humble bat will now place a temporary cap atop your button, which will transport you to the sleep crew's dock. That is all. The bat proceeded to roll up his scroll. That was all it said on your scroll? Why is it so long? The bat scowled. I'm farsighted. It was in large print. Okay. The bat finished with the scroll and tucked it beneath the wing. He then withdrew a small button cap 
pulled back Lambden's pillow and placed it atop Lambden's regular sleep train button. Without another word, the bat flew out the open window into the night sky. Lambden was alone. For the first time since leaving the bathroom, he noticed the faint scent of toothpaste lingering in the air and realized his sister must have encountered the bat not long ago, and she must be well on her way to the sleep cruise. Lambden did not want to board the sleep cruise. He wanted the sleep train, his beloved sleep train, that took him on dreamy adventures each night. Of course, he couldn't imagine getting to sleep without any sleep adventure at all. He crept over to his bed, now rumpled from all of the bat's dramatics. He looked at his button with its new temporary cap, and it seemed to be looking back at him. What young lamb can resist pressing a button, especially one that promises access to a magical realm? Lambden pressed the button. A great swirling cloud streamed upwards. Lambden felt himself falling downwards. He saw the sleep cruise dock come into view. He was speeding towards the ground, where he'd drop softly on the wooden slats of the dock. Instead, he fell into the water. The sleep crew guide, a towering moose, was standing in the dock, greeting the sleep travelers. She glanced in Lambden's direction as he emerged, soaking wet from the water. Lambden, my dear, I am so sorry. We are, regrettably, still working out some minor eccentricities of the temporary button cap installation process. You understand. Lambden smiled weakly and joined the crowd. They were decked out in pajamas. Some had eye masks already pulled on, leaning against their friends. Lambden saw his sister on the other side of the dock, yawning. The sleep cruise had yet to arrive. A brief delay, I assure you. It will be coming round the bend in but a moment. Meantime, I'm eager to tell you about an exciting new project on the way to you. The ever-growing assembly of sleepy animals gazed up at the moose. Now, I cannot yet disclose details about this new sleep adventure, but I assure you, shallow sleep will not be an option. This new vehicle will take your sleep to new depths. 20,000 leagues deep, one might say. But you didn't hear it from me. When could we ride it? When will it be open? All in due time, my friends. All in due time. We do have some additional safety tests to complete. As you know, we are very serious about sleep safety. And in a few months' time, you can be sure that... Moose, come in. This is Stanley. Moose, this is Stanley. Come in. 
Oh, excuse me. I have some very important official business to take care of. No rest for the weary, of course. Lambden squeezed the wool on his head, trying to get out as much water as he could. The sleep travelers all around him were chatting amongst themselves. The towering moose spoke in a loud stage whisper into her walkie-talkie. Stanley, this is Moose. Tell me some good news, won't you? Moose, looks like Cruise is not available. Technical problems, I repeat, technical problems with the sleep cruise. The towering Moose's eyes went wide. The crowd began to murmur, concern filtering through the animals. The moose put a hoof in front of her mouth and continued the conversation, keeping it as muffled as possible. Send the you-know-what. I'm not sure that's good. It's a very good idea. I agree, Stanley. Thank you. Over and out. All right. It'll be there in a few minutes. Over and out. The crowd of animals was now staring at the moose. Lambden yawned heavily and waited to hear what could possibly come next. Then, in the water, he saw something, some kind of vessel moving towards them in the moonlight. The towering moose beamed and clapped her hooves together. Attention, everyone! I am positively thrilled to inform you that instead of a humdrum old sleep cruise, you are going to ride on the brand new sleep-inducing sleep submarine. One animal, a goose with a green scarf wrapped around its neck, left immediately. I'm claustrophobic. But the rest of the animals lit up with excitement. Wow. Whoa. This is so astonishing. I am surprised and elated. The animals gathered around the sleep submarine, which was now jutting out above the water. The moose was already welcoming them aboard. Watch your step, Griselda. We don't want to have you floating away, now do we? Clarence, you are looking ever so serious about your sleep tonight. Whoopsie, Bavna, you might want to leave those heels on the dock, my dear. Lambden frowned. First, the sleep train was out of service due to a sloth infestation. Now the sleep cruise was having technical difficulties. What was going on? He felt an uneasiness spread over him. His feet remained planted to the dock. Soon, he was the only one left. The towering moose smiled at him blankly. Lambden, here we are again. It's becoming a trend, isn't it? Lambden narrowed his eyes. He watched the top of the submarine bob above the water's surface. He did not like the idea of being inside a submarine under the water. What kind of place was that for a sheep? Tell me what's on your mind, Lambden. 
I'm sure we can clear up any myth-under-estimations you may have. That new vehicle you mentioned before, Lambden said, furrowing his brow. The one that would take you from shallow sleep to deep sleep, 20,000 leagues deep, I believe you said. Did I? That doesn't sound like something I would say. Was that new project the one that still needed months of safety testing? Lambden went on. Was that this sleep submarine? The moose chuckled lightly. Oh, Lambton, your brain is so active, even at bedtime. No, no, since it's just between you and me, the moose said, leaning in conspiratorially. I was referring to our top secret sleep rocket project. Rocket? Yes. A rocket that takes your sleep to great depths? A bell chimed from within the sleep submarine. I'm afraid it's time to launch. Are you coming aboard? Or do you have somewhere better to be? Lambden felt the knot in his tummy again. The moose inched towards the submarine. She'd said absolutely nothing to reassure him. She'd dismissed his concerns entirely. And yet... Lambden thought back to how lucky he'd been that that deer had crushed the incredibly well-designed forest home he and his team had created. How lucky he'd been not to have to sleep in it for a night and miss his sleep adventure. He imagined clomping back to his house, back to his bed, how he'd toss and turn the entire night. He thought back to all the other times he'd been so skeptical of the sleep crew and their bizarre business decisions. And yet, he'd returned home safely every night, after the best sleep he could imagine. The chime came again. The towering moose hovered her hoof above a large button, one that would presumably close the submarine hatch shutting Lambden out, dripping wet, alone. He took a deep breath and gulped down his doubts. Oh, why not? He stepped aboard the submarine. Lambden felt his worries fall away as soon as he was settled comfortably in his seat. All around him, animals were snuggling in, drowsily readying themselves for this exciting underwater voyage. Lambden heard the faint click of Delilah the rabbit's sleep mist machine turning on, and a fine, cool mist wafted over the rows of animals, bringing with it the smell of freshly laundered socks. Calming music drifted through the submarine's cabin, Martleby, a porcupine who worked for the sleep crew, flitted through the aisles handing out blankets. Fuzzy, weighted, or upcycled spider silk. Lambden took in the scene around him. The submarine was not spacious, but it was not much more cramped than the sleep plane had been. 
Through the small porthole windows, they could already see shadowy fish moving through the water. It was a relaxing sight, their movements smooth and unbothered by their submersed spectators. Fuzzy, weighted, or upcycled spider silk. Lambden's seatmate, a badger wearing grippy socks, opened his eyes for a moment. I'll take a spider silk, thank you. Then it was Lambden's turn. Uh, I'll take a weighted blanket, thanks. Lambden settled in beneath his blanket, allowing the soft music to drown out the chattering passengers. Ahem. Lambden's eyes opened to see the creepy cute bat looking creepier than ever. The bat was holding out packages to Lambden and the badger, who scowled at being forced to, yet again, open his eyes. Place this under your seats. What is it? Lambden asked, storing the package away. Ahem. That is all. The bat moved on to the next row. Ahem. And Lambden settled back into his seat. Within moments, he felt the submarine begin to move. It lowered fully beneath the surface of the water and began gliding down into the sea. Lambden felt his eyes get heavy and begin to close. Guests, hello. The towering moose's voice startled him awake. She stood at the front of the cabin, speaking into a small microphone clipped to her shimmery vest. We are now on a never-before-experienced deep-sea journey. I implore you to take in this salty tableau all around us. At this, all of the portholes on the submarine expanded, growing in diameter, until they gave the animals a 360-degree view. <gasps> Wow. How do they do it? I enjoy magic. We are now approaching our first never-before-seen subaquatic performance. Take a gander out your porthole window, drink up that gorgeous sparkling plankton, and enjoy the world's premier jellyfish orchestra. Lambden felt all of his worries fade into the background, as the jellyfish orchestra came into view, the nearly transparent creatures bobbed through the water, weaving between one another. Their hauntingly beautiful orchestral music streamed into the submarine. Lambden felt his head begin to get foggy with tiredness. He peered out the porthole at the jellyfish, expertly moving their bows. Wait a second. How do you play a viola underwater? But the music was already growing faint as the submarines sank deeper into the watery abyss of the ocean. We are now heading towards our next spectacle, and I assure you, you do not want to fall asleep before you see this. Some of the sleepier animals propped themselves up on their paws, and pride opened their heavy eyes. Within moments, a trio of enormous manta rays came into view. 
The music in the submarine cabin changed, and the animals watched with wide eyes as the manta rays began a complicated, mesmerizing dance routine. Lambden blinked, not believing his eyes, as he noticed each of the rays had a small drum strapped around itself. The rays were periodically thrumming sticks against the drums as they danced. The hitting of the drums seemed to follow no discernible pattern. The drum hits came at random, and for some reason the intermittent, lurching nature of the music had an almost hypnotic effect on the submarine's passengers. Lambden usually didn't fall asleep until after all of the performances, but this strange drumming was a tranquilizer closing his eyes, dropping him further into his seat. Lambden's mind, quiet. Suddenly, there was a roaring sound, as if from a displeased dinosaur. Lambden's eyes shot open as he registered the submarine jolting in the water. It felt as if they were being agitated in a great washing machine of the sea. I am mildly alarmed by this. The moose's voice came over the loudspeaker. Get, I assure you this is nothing to be concerned with. Just a touch of turbulence, of course. The moose, who was not strapped into a seat, went toppling down the center aisle. Then, everything in the submarine, the music, the lights, everything went out. The submarine turned another few times and came to a rest, right side up. All they could see through the portholes was absolute darkness. The towering moose stood haltingly and spoke in a low voice. Her microphone had stopped working. Guests, let us all meditate on the situation in which we... Gasps went up. Throughout the cabin, creatures stood in their seats to see one terrifying source of light from the outside world. There, through the darkness, they saw the backside of an enormous set of teeth. The sleep submarine had been swallowed. I assure you, this is the very first time anything like this has ever happened. The animals were wide awake now, their faces stricken with fear as they contemplated their predicament. Please help me, I've injured my tail, cried a lemur, wounded in the tumult. Are there any doctors on board? I repeat... Is there a doctor on this submarine? A few moments of silence passed before a lizard raised her hand. Um, I'm a nurse practitioner. Excellent. The moose directed the nurse practitioner lizard to tend to the lemur. Now, do we have any strong swimmers? I repeat... Is there a strong swimmer on this submarine? Lambden thought back to his one and only swimming experience. 
He had fallen into a lake and had to be rescued by a kindly turtle. He watched as an intrepid frog hopped up to the moose to volunteer. Give this brave sleep traveler a round of applause. There was a round of applause. A scattered one. We'll clap more if you get us out of this thing. Tough crowd. (laughs) Well then, let's have you take a look-see outside and see if you can find a way. The moose and the frog disappeared into another section of the submarine. The animals murmured amongst themselves, worry filling the cabin as they waited to see what came next. The frog appeared through the porthole windows. The animals crowded around to watch. The frog disappeared into the inky darkness. He's gone, Lambden muttered. All is lost, said a dramatic penguin. Then the submarine jolted slightly. They heard the sound of muffled coughing. There was another jolt. More coughing. Then, all at once, there was a great jolt and the submarine again began to turn and topple through the water. The animals, having left their seats to get a better view, went crashing around the cabin. Ah! What is occurring? Ah! Finally, after what felt like interminable churning through the deep sea, the submarine steadied. The lights in the cabin flickered on. The ocean was again moonlit from above. The intrepid frog had cleverly scratched the sea creature's throat. It had coughed them up. The frog, dripping wet but smiling proudly, re-entered the submarine cabin. This time, the applause was slightly less scattered. Woohoo! Wonderful. You did good, kid. You did good. Yes. Hello again. What a thrilling interlude that was, was it not? As I've said many a time, one can never fully predict the wonders one will encounter on a sleep experience. The animals were settled back into their seats beneath their blankets. Now with that unprecedented, but not entirely negative incident aside, we move on to our final enchantment. Lambden yawned, surprised with how quickly he was able to settle in for the ride after what could have been a truly catastrophic encounter with a sea creature. All around him, animals seemed more tired than ever. They sank deeper into their seats, gazing out the portholes with placid expressions. If you'll indulge me once more, Dip your paws beneath your seats and open the package given to you by our very own Martleby. Lambden reached down and pulled out the package. He opened it, revealing a protective underwater suit with a portable oxygen tank. The animals sleepily donned their suits. Once everyone had their suit on, the submarine 
began to fill with water. How are we not sinking? Lambden wondered aloud. But his mind began to wander aimlessly as he was lifted from his seat and began to float through the submarine's cabin. The towering moose's voice came through a tiny speaker inside his helmet. Believe your eyes, my friends. What you see is a group of performers with truly electrifying talent. A group of neon-lit electric eels with hats strapped beneath their chins swam into the submarine. Lambden stared at them groggily, his mind going fuzzy. Do eels have chins? How are those straps staying in place? The eels produced glow-in-the-dark hula hoops and began twirling them swiftly with their tails. Lambden stared, unthinking, as the mesmerizing, beheaded eels, the calming music, and the confusion of the bizarre situation slowly overtook him. His mind quieted. In the morning, Lambden woke with the sun coming through his still-open window. He lurched up in bed, and it took him a moment to remember his strange, exceedingly unsafe sleep journey from the night before. He felt dampness beneath him and realized his bed was covered in seawater. A tangle of seaweed lay on his pillow. Lambden collapsed back in bed. He knew he'd be spending the next 20 minutes getting the smell of the sea out of his wool and even longer trying to get it out of his bedsheets. And yet, he had to admit, the sleep submarine and its questionable safety record had given him the best sleep of his life. That story made me really sleepy. Well, I hope you enjoyed... Oh, new email. Oh, I'm so excited to see what they thought. Okay. Dear Rhea, wow. Oh, that's a good start. We had no idea you were so ill-informed about submarines. Oh, okay. There are too many mistakes in your story to list, but we are going to list them anyway. Firstly, it is not possible for the frog to just up and swim out of the submarine. You know what? Um, I'm just going to skip ahead. Now you know the 96 things you got wrong in your story. Please fix these mistakes as soon as possible. Otherwise, we enjoyed the story. Thanks. Signed, The Studio Spider and Beetle Association. You have an association now? <sighs> They're nodding. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the story, and I will absolutely take a closer look at all of your notes. All 96 of them. Just as a reminder, it was a magical submarine. They're just frowning. Okay, well, I hope all of you enjoyed the submarine, too. I mean, 
the story. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website, www.littlestoriestinypeople.com, and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. I am at work on a little hedgehog picture book. Make sure to sign up for my email list on my website so you do not miss it. Thank you to Adeline for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to Graham, Ramona, Della, Vivian, Adara, and Gemma for the fantastic sound effects used in this story. And thank you, as always, for listening in. Over and out.